0: I quote from Northrop Fry's introduction about Blake's wife, Catherine, who signed her marriage register with a cross, but learned to read, write, and help preparing and coloring a prince. There's a cute anecdote, one of the few, about him when she annihilated a visitor who wondered where the soap was with Mr. Blake's Skin, Don't Dirty. We'll read his more difficult work, The Symbolic Prophecies, as he called them. America, Preludium, the shadowy daughter of yerthona stood before Red Orc. When fourteen sons had faintly journeyed o'er his dark abode, his food she brought in iron baskets, his drink in cups of iron. Crowned with a helmet and dark hair, the nameless female stood, a quiver with its burning stores, a bow like that of night. When pestilence is shot from heaven, no other arms she need. Invulnerable, though naked, save where clouds roll round her loins, their awful folds in the dark air, silent she stood as night. For never from her iron tongue could voice or sound arise, but dumb till that dread day when Orcasay'd his fierce embrace. Dark virgin, said the hairy youth, thy father stern, abhorred rivets my tenfold chains, while still on high, my spirit soars. Sometimes an eagle screaming in the sky, sometimes a lion stalking upon the mountains, and sometimes a whale. I lash the raging, fathomless abyss. Anon a serpent folding round the pillars of your thona, around thy dark limbs on the Canadian wilds I fold. Feeble my spirit folds, for chained beneath I rend these caverns. When thou bringst food, I howl my joy, and my red eyes seek to behold thy face. In vain, these clouds roll to and fro, and hide thee from my sight. Silent is despairing love, and strong is jealousy. The hairy shoulders rend the links. Free are the wrists of fire. Round the terrific loins, he seized the panting, struggling womb. Joyed, she put aside her clouds and smiled her firstborn smile, as when a black cloud shows its lightnings to the silent deep. Soon as she saw the terrible boy, then burst the virgin cry, I know thee, I have found thee, and I will not let thee go. Thou art the image of God who dwells in darkness of Africa, and thou art fallen to give me life in regions of dark death. On my American plains I feel the struggling afflictions, endured by roots that ride their arms into the nether deep. I see a serpent in Canada who courts me to his love, in Mexico an eagle and a lion in Peru. I see a whale in the South Sea, drinking my soul away. Oh, what limb-rending pains I feel. Thy fire and my frost mingle in howling pains, in furrows by the lightning's rent. This is eternal death, and this is a torment long foretold. A Prophecy. The Guardian Prince of Albion burns in his nightly tent. Albion is England. Sullen fires across the Atlantic glow to America's shore, piercing the souls of warlike men who rise in silent night. Washington, Franklin, Payne, and Warren, Gates, Hancock, and Green, meet on the coast glowing with blood from Albion's fiery prince. Washington spoke, Friends of America look over the Atlantic sea. A bended bow is lifted in heaven and a heavy iron chain descends link by link from Albion's cliffs across the sea to bind brothers and sons of America till our faces pale and yellow, heads depressed, voices weak, eyes downcast, hands work bruised, Feet bleeding on the sultry sands and the furrows of the whip <clears throat> descend to generations that in future times forget. <clears throat> the strong voice ceased for a terrible blast swept over the heaving sea. The eastern cloud rent on his cliffs stood Albion's wrathful prince dragon form clashing his scales. At midnight he arose and flamed red meteors round the land of Albion beneath. His voice his locks his awful shoulders and his glowing eyes appear to the Americans upon the cloudy night. Solemn heave the Atlantic waves between the gloomy nations swelling, belching from its deeps, red clouds and raging fires. Albion is sick, America faints, enraged, the zenith grew, as human blood shooting its veins all round the orbed heaven. Red rose the clouds from the Atlantic in vast wheels of blood, and in the red clouds rose a wonder o'er the Atlantic sea. Intense, naked, a human fire fierce glowing, as a wedge of iron heated in the furnace. His terrible limbs were fire, with myriads of cloudy terrors, banners dark and towers surrounded. Heat but not light went through the murky atmosphere. The King of England, looking westward, trembles at the vision. Albion's angel stood beside the stone of night and saw the terror like a comet, or more like the planet red that once enclosed the terrible wandering comets in the spheres. Then Mars, thou wast our center, and the planets three flew round thy like crimson disk. So ere the sun was rent from thy red spear, The specter glowed his horrid length, staining the temple long with beams of blood. And thus a voice came forth and shook the temple. The morning comes, the night decays, the watchmen leave their stations. The grave is burst, the spice is shed, the linen wrapped up. The bones of death, the covering clay, the sinews shrunk and dried. Reviving shake, inspiring move, breathing, awakening, spring like redeemed captives when their bonds and bars are burst. Let the slave grinding at the mill run out into the field. Let him look up into the heavens and laugh in the bright air. Let the enchained soul shut up in darkness and in sighing, whose face has never seen a smile in 30 weary years. Rise and look out his chains are loose, his dungeon doors are open, and let his wife and children return from the oppressor's scourge. They look behind at every step and believe it is a dream. Singing, the sun has left his blackness and has found a fresher morning, and the fair moon rejoices in the clear and cloudless night. For empire is no more, and now the lion and wolf shall cease. In thunders ends the voice, and Albion's angel wrathful burnt beside the stone of night, and like the eternal lion's howl, in famine and war replied, Art thou not, orc, whose serpent formed stands at the gate of Héron Mon, to devour her children? Blasphemous demon, antichrist, hater of dignities, lover of wild rebellion and transgressor of God's law. Why dost thou come to angels' eyes in this terrific form? The terror answered, I am orc wreathed round the accursed tree. The times are ended, shadows pass, the morning begins to break. The fiery joy that Urizen perverted to ten commands. What night he led the starry host through the wide wilderness, that stony law I stamped to dust and scatter religion abroad to the four winds as a torn book, and none shall gather the leaves, but they shall rot on desert sands and consume in bottomless deeps to make the deserts blossom and the deeps shrink to their fountains, and to renew the fiery joy and burst the stony roof, that pale religious lechery, seeking virginity, may find it in a harlot, and in coarse-clad honesty, the undefiled, though ravished in her cradle, night and morn, for everything that lives is holy, life delights in life, because a soul of sweet delight can never be defiled. Fires enwrap the earthly globe, yet man is not consumed. Amidst the lustful fires, he walks. His feet become like brass, his knees and thighs like silver, and his breast and head like gold. Sound, sound, my loud or trumpets, and alarm my 13 angels. Loud howls the eternal wolf. The eternal lion lashes his tail. America is darkened, and my punishing demons, terrified, crouch howling before their caverns deep, like skins dried in the wind. They cannot smite the wheat nor quench the fatness of the earth. They cannot smite with sorrows nor subdue the plow and spade breaking in smoky smoky wreaths from the wild deep and gathering thick in flames as of a furnace on the land from north to south. What time the thirteen governors at England sent convene in Bernard's house. The flames covered the land, they rouse, they cry, shaking their mental chains. They rush in fury to the sea to quench their anguish at the feet of Washington, downfallen, they grovel on the sand and writhing lie, while all the British soldiers through the thirteen states sent up a howl of anguish, threw their swords and muskets to the earth, and ran from their encampments and dark castles, seeking where to hide from the grim flames, and from the visions of Orc, and sight of Albion's angel who, enraged, his secret clouds opened from north to south and burnt, outstretched on wings of wrath, covering the eastern sky, spreading his awful wings across the heavens. Beneath him rolled his numerous host. All Albion's angels camped, darkened the Atlantic mountains, and their trumpets shook the valleys armed with diseases of the earth to cast upon the abyss, their numbers 40 millions mustering in the eastern sky. In the flames stood and viewed the armies drawn out in the sky, Washington, Franklin, Payne and Warren, Allen, Gates and Lee, and heard the voice of Albion's angel give the thunderous command. His plagues, obedient to his voice, flew forth out of their clouds, falling upon America, as a storm to cut them off, as a blight cuts the tender corn when it begins to appear, dark as the heaven above, and cold and hard the earth beneath, and as a plague wind filled with insects cuts off man and beast, and as a sea overwhelms a land in the day of an earthquake, Fury raged madness in a wind swept through America and the red flames of orc that folded roaring fierce around the angry shores and the fierce rushing of the inhabitants together. The citizens of New York closed their books and locked their chests. The mariners of Boston dropped their anchors and unlaid. The scribe of Pennsylvania cast his pen upon the earth. The builder of Virginia throws his hammer down in fear. Then had America been lost, overwhelmed by the Atlantic, and Earth had lost another portion of the infinite. But all rushed together in the night in wrath and raging fire. The red fires raged, the plagues recoiled, then rolled they back with fury on Albion's angels. Then the pestilence began, and streaks of red across the limbs of Albion's guardian. The spotted plague smote Bristol's, and the leprosy London's spirit, sickening all their bands. The millions sent up a howl of anguish, and threw off their hammered mail, and cast their swords and spears to earth, and stood a naked multitude. Albion's guardian writhed in torment on the eastern sky, Pale, quivering toward the brain, his glimmering eyes, teeth chattering, howling and shuddering, his legs quivering, convulsed each muscle and sinew. Sickening lay London's guardian and the ancient mitred York, their heads on snowy hills, their ensigns sickening in the sky. The plagues creep on the burning winds driven by flames of orc and by the fierce Americans rushing together in the night driven o'er the guardians of Ireland and Scotland and Wales. They spotted with plagues, forsook the frontiers, and their banners seared with fires of hell deformed their ancient heavens with shame and woe. Hidden in his caves, the bard of Albion felt the enormous plagues, and a cowl of flesh grew o'er his head and scales on his back and ribs. And rough with black scales, all his angels fright their ancient heavens. The doors of marriage are open and the priests in rustling scales rush into reptile coverts hiding from the fires of orc. They play around the golden roofs and wreaths of fierce desire, leaving the females naked and glowing with the lusts of youth. For the female spirits of the dead pining in bonds of religion, run from their fetters reddening and in long-drawn arches sitting. They feel the nerves of youth renew and desires of ancient times over their pale limbs as a vine when the tender grape appears. Over the hills, the vales, the cities, rage the red flames fierce. The heavens melted from north to south, And Urizin, who sat above all heavens in thunders wrapped, emerged his leprous head from out his holy shrine, his tears in deluge piteous, falling into the deep sublime, flagged with gray-browed snows and thunderous visages. His jealous wings waved over the deep, weeping in dismal howling woe, he dark descended howling around the smitten bands, clothed in tears and trembling, shuddering cold. His stored snows he poured forth, and his icy magazines he opened on the deep, and on the Atlantic sea, white shivering, leprous his limbs, all over white, and hoary was his visage, weeping in dismal howlings before the stern Americans hiding the demon red with clouds and cold mists from the earth, till angels and weak men twelve years should govern o'er the strong, and then their end should come when France received the demon's light. Stiff shudderings shook the heavenly thrones. France, Spain, and Italy in terror viewed the bands of Albion and the ancient guardians, Fainting upon the elements, smitten with their own plagues, they slow advanced to shut the five gates of their law-built heaven. Filled with blasting fancies and with mildews of despair, with fierce disease and lust, unable to stem the fires of Orc, but the five gates were consumed and their bolts and hinges melted and the fierce flames burnt round the heavens And round the abodes of men. Thank you.